1: Listening to the Totally Useless Information podcast on the Nick and Roy channel, brought to you in part by BPC. It's the best Portuguese chicken in the Toronto area. BPC slinging chickens since 2010, and by DeMarlo Salon and Spa of Naples, hair, nails, massage, and skin care for more than 15 years at the Naples location. What is Bola to Glacia?
0: If you were a snake milker, what job would you have?
1: I'm Nick. And I'm Roy. And we go out of our way to scour the internet for information. We really don't need, so join us on this journey as we
0: find out more useless information on this episode of Totally
1: Useless Information. It's everything you never needed to know. By listening once a week, you get smarter than you think. The Totally Useless Information Podcast, hosted by Nick and Roy.
0: Well, hello there, and welcome to yet another episode of the Totally Useless Information Podcast. Are you ready to go, sir? Are you ready? Yes. Let's start off with this one. Animal, animal,
1: animal.
0: Roy, you know uh, snakes. You have snakes down there in Florida, don't you? Loads of them. In fact, we've got crazy snakes down here. You do? Okay. Well, we have sane snakes up here. Um, Have you ever tried to uh, play like one of those uh, blinking games with a snake? Oh, yes. I do that all the time. No, of course not. You You don't play with snakes. No, because they don't have any eyelids. Snakes do not blink, so you'd lose. Instead... They have a thin membrane over their eyes called spectacle. I guess they wear glasses. I'm not sure. So snakes wow. do not blink, so you'd lose the game.
1: So they have no eyelids. Snakes have no eyelids. No. Wow. See? Now you know. Don't mess with the snake. Don't try the blinking game with the snake. You'll lose. Female sharks have much thicker skin than male sharks. You Why, you say? Well. Why? why? <laughs> They believe that through evolution, their skin thickened because the male shark likes to bite the female shark during sex. So they think that that over the years, the females grew thicker skin. It's just one of those things that through evolution, they, they grew a thicker skin because the male during sex bites the hell out of the female.
0: So they have a thicker skin, meaning that if you say something, you insult them, they won't take it so personally right away. They have a thicker skin.
1: No, I guess that the, they, the male shark does un, not understand that no means no. Hey, what do you call a group of frogs?
0: A bunch of frogs. A group of frogs. They're called an army.
1: Really? Yes.
0: Cool. See, that's <laughs> yeah. cool. An army. And they were, look, and they're already dressed for it. They're dressed like camouflage, aren't they? Yeah, but if you put them in a boat, I
1: guess they'd be called a navy. <laughs> yes. <laughs> 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 what do you call a bunch of frogs in the high seas? The Navy. <laughs> Listen. Speaking of water, yes. camels camels do not store water in their humps. Oh, okay. What? Now, now th- th- that is like mind boggling to me because I've always thought that that's what that's what they say. The camels put the water in their humps, right? Blah blah blah. But what well, one of the things that's interesting is they can down close to thirty gallons of water in ten minutes. Okay. And they store the water not in their humps but they store it in their bloodstream and use it that way to hydrate themselves the hump is made up of fat and it can be used as nutrition in times that where there's scarce food they can actually use the fat from the hump for nutrition but it does not store water so that was a fallacy hey wait a
0: minute i thought that don't they say like if you can hold your your pee for the longest time like what are you like a
1: camel Yeah, I've never heard that, but okay, that's weird, but all right. Again, the urine urine thing. For those of you that haven't heard, me and Nick were on Toronto radio, and all Nick spoke about was urine for 10 minutes. I'll tell you, though, (laughs) we pissed a lot of people off. Um, (laughs) Apparently, moose
0: up here in Canada, especially, we have a lot of moose up here, have very poor vision. Uh Moose? Moose has very poor vision. And the reason they figured this out is because whenever they were out in the wild and they approach a car, they would try to mate with
1: the car. Wow, with the t- uh, hopefully the tailpipe. Yes, it was. <laughs> was that me or you? <laughs> what the
0: hell? What the hell was that surprise sound? The moose.
1: <laughs> Actually, maybe probably try to mate with a jaguar. I'm not sure. Well, so the moose comes up to a car and begins to mate with it. But a car is pretty large. I guess a moose is pretty large, too. So right. maybe I they just... it was a Buick. Let me tell you something. I've been attracted to a lot of cars. You know, I'll tell you. <laughs> is that why they call you moose? Yes. Boletoglacia. Boletoglacia was my tease. What yeah. is Boletoglacia? Well, it's actually the real name for a Central American salamander who can extend his tongue more than half the size of his body in less than seven milliseconds, 50 times faster than the blink of your eye. So he can extend his tongue out half the size of his body, and he can do it in seven milliseconds, 50 times faster than you blinking your eye, speaking of snakes and blinking and all that stuff. Okay, can you imagine that? Right. Boletoglossia. Is, is, again, Central American. I believe it's Central American for very popular with the ladies.
0: Yes. <laughs> that was so fast. <laughs> Speaking of fast, sailfish can swim. Just move along, people. The sail the sailfish can swim at the speed of 109 kilometers an hour. You figure out the miles what? per hour. It goes really fast. It is the fastest swimmer, the sailfish.
1: Really? That is fast. And I don't even know what kilometers are. But that's got to be like, what, 70 miles an hour, 80 miles an hour? Let's find out. While you checked it out, do you have anything else in in terms of animals? Yeah, yeah. I'll I'll talk about that and you find out for the folks at home. The platypus is portrayed as a cute, cuddly, uh, it's a lie. There's nothing cute and cuddly about a platypus. They have spurs. They have spurs on their hind feet. That are capable of delivering venom they dispense enough venom to kill a medium sized dog so kids when you see the platypus don't turn around and say mommy can I go pet the platypus because you're not gonna be around for long go ahead what's the speed
0: what's the speed 109 kilometers an hour is 67 miles per hour that's pretty damn fast in the water It is. And for most of the speed limits in the United States, he won't be caught speeding.
1: Animals. Animals.
0: Animals. Crazy animals. You're listening to the Totally Useless Information Podcast. I'm Nick. And I'm Roy. And we're out of our minds. Totally. And thank you. And thank you for emailing us. I heard from a couple of our old high school friends who said, oh, this is really cool. Love listening to your podcast. And they actually uh, gave us uh, an idea. This is Jay, who I think also lives in Florida. Remember Jay from high school? He was in our chorus class. He says hello, and he says, what do you call a group of
1: crows? Oh, I saw that. So go ahead. Tell the people. It's called a murder. I know. I saw that. I couldn't believe it. And I said, maybe, just maybe, Jay is as sick as we are. (laughs) <laughs> he is. Well, he went to the same high school. Of course he did, right? <laughs> we love Jay. I love Jay. We saw him at the reunion. It was great. We
0: did, and he sang in a chorus with us, the senior chorus. And also, so thank you very much for that. And I think the picture he posted was a, a two or three crows, and he said, what do you call this? It's called attempted murder. <laughs> <laughs> so thanks, Jay. And for anyone else who wants to email us, it's simple T-U-I podcast at outlook.com. Are you ready for the next one? I certainly should be. Where do expressions come from? I don't know where. I don't know where. Where do expressions come from? We want to know right now.
1: Well, I'll tell you the truth. That song, you can't hold a candle to that song. Oh, is that your expression? Hold a candle to. Yes. Apprentices would hold the candle so the more experienced colleague was able to see what he was working on. So the saying became, hold a candle to it for the apprentices who were working and uh, with the more experienced colleague. Hold a candle to it.
0: I love that one.
1: Unless of course you were over the hill. Over the hill,
0: that means that when you're really old. So I'll speak slower and louder. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) This saying dates back to the 1900s in England it was once commonly believed that during the first 40 years of your life, you climbed up a hill, and once you reached the top, you were over the hill and on the, on your way to your woeful descent. Positively. This is a negative
1: group of people. They're a little bit old, and they needed their teeth to chow down. Uh-huh. Chow Good. down. Yes. We've heard that expression, right? Everybody, chow down. Eat, 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 eat. It was first used in World War II. A chow is a breed of Chinese dog. Right. And when the Westerners went to Asia during the war, it became a slang for their food, thinking that they were cooking dogs in their food. And when they would eat, they would joke around and say, chow down, fellas. <laughs> That's what I would say. Chow, I'm out of here.
0: <laughs> I'd get pissed. Getting pissed. <laughs> Ooh, good. The word can be traced back to the Anglo-Norman as pisser, or to the, as the old French would say, pissier. Its meaning has always been to, you guessed it, to urinate, to tinkle. But there is no certainty as to where exactly where it came from. But according to the dictionary, it suggests that it may be one of the origins is this way, that based on the notion that the sound of someone urinating is sort of and that's where getting pissed comes from.
1: Okay, you know, I have a couple of Irish friends from Ireland and which which would make them Irish friends. But yes, but of course. you know, but they're actually from Ireland, they're not Irish people that live in the United States like, you know, five times uh, removed. But these this Irish guy, super cool guy, when we would go out to drink, he would say, "I'm on the piss." And I guess that's their Irish expression for drinking. You're on the piss. That's just off the record.
0: Off the record. Off the record. He's the king of of
1: segues. Yes, I am the king of segues. But where did that saying come from? Off the record. Well, it came from Franklin Delano Roosevelt, who would record his weekly speech. It was called the Daily Times News on Records. He'd record it on records. And so he'd say... This is off the record. We use that all the time in in, uh,
0: media today, and they'll say, well, this is off the record. And there's more of the good stuff off the record than on the record. That's boring. Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) On the record, if you're buying the farm, you've kicked the bucket, which is another expression we talked about earlier. But buying the farm is when you die. And it's basically an expression meaning that, well, you pay for something with your life. The specific expression, bought the farm appeared around the 1950s, and the sources speculate that it comes from a plane that crashed on the farm, and the farmer sued to get compensation for damages from the plane. So the pilot died, but the farmer made out okay, but the pilot, unfortunately,
1: bought the farm. Really? That's a freaky thing. I'll tell you the truth, though. He probably saw the ground and said, that's a sight for sore eyes. I am the king of
0: segues. We should do like a jingle. We'll have someone, uh, we'll have a female (laughs) lady do something.
1: And now the king of segues. Well, eyes is a term that was coined by the author Jonathan Swift, who used the phrase in his 1738 book, Complete Collection of Genteel and Ingenious Conversation. He would go on to write Gulliver's Travels, and as I say, he should be in the Guinness World Book of Records for the longest damn titled book that I've ever heard. The Complete Collection of genteel and Ingenious Conversation. What the hell is that?
0: (laughs) Oh, All I know is that I have a crush on that book. I'm in love with it.
1: Ah.
0: (laughs) See, I'm trying. I'm, I'm learning. I'm learning from the king. That makes me the prince. If you're the king of segues, I'm the prince of segues. Yes, yes. Uh, crushed might have been a variation of the word mash. Since by 1870, mashed was a popular way of saying that you were basically head over heels in love with someone. And to crush something was to mash it. If you were head over heels in love, is because people were so excited, they actually did a cartwheel, head over heels. So if you had a crush on someone, you were head over heels. So those two expressions kind of mixed together.
1: So it's a two-in-one expression. These people were in good shape. I'll tell you the <laughs> truth. I guess they could pass the acid test. Oh, mm. Another saying, the acid test. It came from California during the gold rush. I like this one. Prospectors brought their fines, and they could distinguish gold from other metals by putting hydrochloric and nitric acid and the mix was dipped onto the gold. If the gold began to smoke and melt, it was gold. If it didn't, it was fake metals. So the people had fool's gold. So the acid test was not not the saying that we use today. It was to see if the gold was real. Whoever dealt it, smelt it. Where
0: do expressions come from? <laughs> I don't know where. I don't know where. Where do expressions come from? We want to know right now. We'll be back with more of the Totally Useless Information podcast. But first, let me tell you about mouth-watering chicken, fabulous sides, mm. salads,
1: seafood. Tell him, Nick. Tell them B.P.C. B.P.C. Freshly made
0: custard tarts, bread rolls made every day. Why not treat yourself and your guests to the best Portuguese chicken in the Toronto area? They have a wide selection of great food for all of your guests' special tastes and needs, including vegan and vegetarian options. BPC Chicken,
1: it's the best. You guys have got to try this. When we say mouth-watering, this chicken is amazing. They will work with you to make sure your next event is a special one.
0: BPC, the best Portuguese chicken catering services are available in Etobicoke, Mississauga, Toronto and surrounding areas. Call today to speak to a catering representative at 416-255-7177.
1: Don't have just a holiday party, okay? I mean, really, honestly, a holiday party at your employment, it, it, it can be so special when the food is so great. And BPC Chicken Really, honestly, you have to try it. And the catering makes it, it makes it an event.
0: Visit their website, bestpc.ca. You can even order your holiday party online. But the best thing to do is pick up the phone and speak to the friendly staff. 416-255-7177. BPC, the best Portuguese chicken for your holiday party needs.
1: I, I was a moron. It was a jerk. Oh, thing is Brian, Brian,
0: Brian. That guy's He's talented. Is. He is. I think he'll he'll go somewhere with a bus token. Yes.
1: Yeah. Used to say a free a free trip to around the corner.
0: <laughs> yes, all expenses paid, round trip. Uh, the science section of our totally useless information podcast. So, um, remember as a kid, and you didn't want to take your medicine, and so they would, you know, they, I don't know, if your mom or someone would suggest that if you plug your nose you won't be able to taste the awful taste of the medicine. Well, there is scientific proof that if you do plug your nose, you won't be able to tell the difference in anything you taste. So if you wanted to plug your nose and try to eat an apple, a potato, or an onion, you wouldn't know the difference. Our sense of smell is responsible for interpreting around 80% of what we taste.
1: Wow. See folks, where the hell do you learn this type of stuff? You can't even learn this on Jeopardy.
0: You have to answer that in the form of a question.
1: Uh, who is, no, (laughs) (laughs) where else,
0: uh, where else can you get this kind of information? Um, what is the totally useless information podcast?
1: Yes. That's $2,000 plus double jeopardy. (laughs) (laughs) Listen, Okay. On September 13th, 1922, the mercury soared to 136 degrees Fahrenheit for you Canucks. That's 57.8 Celsius see i actually i'm a respectful guy i turn everything from fahrenheit into celsius for you kanukis and listen to this Alazia libya it was the hottest temperature ever recorded now think about this that's 1922. being barefoot benefits brain development turns
0: out that the feet are the most nerve-rich parts of the human body which means They contribute to the building of neurological pathways in the brain. So covering them in shoes, therefore, means that we're eliminating all kinds of opportunities for children's brains to grow new connections. So it's really important for kids to be walking around barefoot as much as possible. Wow, that is cool. Again, hit the button for that one. That was useful. useful. It was useful, but you know what, it's an alliteration. Being barefoot
1: benefits brain beautiful that's the tone that's the tone you hear when we say something smart and useful so you very rarely hear it that's right (laughs) prosopagniosia prosopagniosia is the scientific term for people who cannot remember a face okay it is so important to the brain that our brain actually has a separate area called the fussy form gyrus that specializes in recognizing and storing faces. If you get injured or you have developmental problems, this area could be damaged, uh, said the man to his wife when he was caught with another woman. <laughs> he, said, he said, oh, I thought that was you, honey. I'm suffering from prosopagnosia. I, I thought that was your face that I was yeah, kissing about- and caressing and yeah. in the hospital
0: <laughs> as we told you before on the totally useless information podcast you learn so much you could probably graduate from tuiu oh totally boy Useless information university but if you wanted to be a scientist there's a couple of jobs i have here for you you could be a sexologist mm. it's the yeah. study of sex or the interaction of the sexes among human beings as long as you remember your wife's face. Uh, sexologists study everything from puberty to sexual orientation to the mechanics of sexual intercourse. They also study sexual dysfunction so if you're thinking of getting a job in the science field, a sexologist is something you might consider
1: i uh, that was my major in high school sex <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and to those and to those listening to the podcast. No, no. Wow! Yeah, you were voted okay. most likely to you were voted most likely to conceive in high school. <laughs> <laughs> you know, women's bodies are truly amazing. Here's a nice segue. Yes. Women's bodies are truly amazing. You've seen Heidi Klum. Yes. Now, really, D- did you know that a woman doesn't just grow a baby; she also grows a life support system? In fact, twenty weeks into the pregnancy, a woman will have made 50% more blood in her system to support the baby. So she doesn't just grow the baby, she grows the entire environment for the baby to grow. And so I honor women in today's show. And I say to you, thank you so much for having the baby because I've witnessed it and it is disgusting.
0: Yes, thank you to all the women out there who who are able to bear children because as guys, we could never ever go through the pain. Oh, no. Sucks. No way. Uh, Here's Mm. another science job you might want to consider and maybe has something to do with the first one. A snake milker.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Here we go, folks.
0: All right. Now, this was my tease, okay? This is an actual scientific job, okay? I'm not I didn't make this up. Snake milkers are animal care specialists who extract the venom of poisonous snakes. Snake venom can be a life-saving substance if it's used correctly. Snake milkers have the job of extracting or milking the toxic substance from the snake's fangs. Yes, you can be a snake milker or a sexologist or basically one and the same.
1: Well, I got one here. There are more than 270 cryogenically frozen people waiting in hopes that one day they can be revived and extend their lives. There are two hundred and seventy people who have paid a fortune to be cryogenically frozen, and I think that Walt Disney is actually one of them who has been frozen. And can you imagine him waking up thirty years or so from now? And I hope that bastard has to wait in line at Disney World just like everybody else. Those damn lines <laughs> and... sets a chill up my spine. My spine was a moron. Newton was a jerk. He nothing. Science, science, science. The Totally Useless Information Podcast. I'm Nick. And I'm Roy, and let me tell you something that Nick alluded to, the Totally Useless Information University. And folks, yes, it's coming. And I am teasing you with this, but you listen to me because there will be tests in the future and there will be diplomas given out. And when we tell you about this, you guys are going to freak.
0: Exactly. You're going to be running, running to your computers and logging on. We'll give you all information in a future podcast so you too can graduate like us cuz we're the professors of the totally useless information university T U I U that's right that's coming that's coming so the holidays are here and you're thinking i need my hair done the holidays are here and you're thinking i need my nails done the holidays are here and i'm all stressed from all the running around and shopping and, and the family stuff i need to relax where can
1: i go where can i go to take care i of- need to interrupt this for one second. What's that? De Marlo Salon and Spa. Really? That's where you need to go. Oh, yes. Okay. So I- Marlow Salon and Spa mm-hmm. is located in Naples, Florida, on the corner of Vanderbilt Beach Road and Collier Boulevard. They've been there for 17 years. They are incredible. Hair, skincare, nails, massage. They do it all full-service salon and spa. There's a lot of people coming down from Canada that come to Southwest Florida, Cape Coral, Fort Myers, Naples. It's very, very close. Folks, De Marlo Salon and Spa, you'll be happy you did. You'll look great for the holidays. You'll feel great anytime. I mean, really, honestly, uh, just uh, what a great dedicated staff, super cool place, great color work. If you're looking to do... Uh, If you're looking to change your look, DeMarlo Salon and Spa, that's 239-793-2020. That's 239-793-2020. They're located on the corner of Vanderbilt Beach Road and Collier Boulevard in Naples, Florida. Look them up online, www.demarlosalon.com. That's DeMarlo Salon, D-E-M-A-R-L-O, salon.com. Let me tell you, the inventor of the fried pickle, his name is Barnell Fatman Austin. He is an Arkansas native. And the reason you never heard his name is because Barnell invented the fried pickle. (laughs) I mean, who the hell fries a pickle and who wants a fried pickle? But I just found that interesting. His name is Barnell, and his middle name is Fat Man Austin.
0: <laughs> Fat Man. Da-na-na-na-na. Hey, I'm kind of
1: hungry speaking
0: of food. Hey, everybody. Come and get it. Your weekly sweet and savory facts <laughs> with your five-star Michelin chefs of totally useless information, Nick and Roy. Come and get it. So this is how, how, how he's the king of segues. I think I'm drunk. <laughs> I think, he knew we were going into the food segment, so he said, let me give you an appetizer on the fried pickle. Is that what happened?
1: No, I actually, I jumped the gun on that. You know, I mean, I, I just, I, I was so excited about Barnell, Fat Man, Austin. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Right.
0: I'm going to go fry a pickle right now. <laughs>
1: No sense to this show
0: folks <laughs> no. if you can make any sense out of it please let us know T U I podcast at outlook.com hey um, if you have bad breath uh, it could be kind of um, a, a problem in, in society or it could be birth control uh, chewing on coffee beans can help with bad breath so if you chew on roasted coffee beans it can simply get rid of the garlic or onion breath or, or smoking Other good options to freshen your breath include parsley and mint leaves.
1: Yeah, because chewing on coffee, I mean, you're starting to jittering away and your eyes are all dilated. People are going to think you're like on drugs or something. Like, no, I'm not on drugs, but I have incredibly nice breath. Here, smell it. I smell like a, a double latte cappuccino, whatever the hell... How how do these people order at Starbucks? I'm pissed at those people, too. I wait online, and they're sitting there going, Double latte, Rappuccino, Macalaniato. It's like, what the hell is that? It's their own language. And then instead of small, medium, and large, they make me say, like, grande, vente, capalute. I don't know what the hell I gotta say to get a cup of coffee. I just say coffee. I want coffee. (laughs) The way, the proper way to order a Starbucks, here's Roy. Yeah. Give me a damn coffee. That's what I say. And make it fast, too. I don't want to sit here now. No. I don't want to sit here and have to wait 40 minutes for a cup of coffee. And while you call yourself something like a barista, a barista, yes. You feel better I now that vent, you vented? I've vented. I feel much better. We're in the food segment, folks, because <laughs> listen, th- this is a food thing. Who is the world's largest toy distributor? And it's a food thing. We're, we're, we're doing food here, right? Yes. The larger. world's largest toy distributor is McDonald's. Because of their Happy Meals, Get out! they are the largest distributor of toys in the world. Now, get this one. They started putting books instead of toys in the Happy Meals Getting because they, they have to be politically correct now now yeah and if they want to be our sponsors god they make a great burger but and give good books so now they're the largest distributor of children's books in the world speaking of
0: healthy chocolate can be as healthy as fruit i will repeat that chocolate can be as healthy as fruit research has suggested coffee In tests compared to dark chocolate with fruit juices made from blueberries and pomegranate dark chocolate was found to be higher in disease-fighting antioxidants so for maximum benefit it is best to choose dark chocolate over milk chocolate because dairy variety contains additional sugar so if you're gonna do chocolate
1: the healthy chocolate is dark chocolate you know it's funny too my doctor said you know he said you know it would be good to snack on nuts and I said that's great doc because my nuts are covered (laughs) <laughs> no, my nuts are covered with caramel and chocolate in my Snickers bar, you know. So I I, I realized that my nuts are covered.
0: Whatever. <laughs> Were you visiting a urologist at the time?
1: Yeah, yeah, Arby's. We all know Arby's because they have the beef. Okay, Arby's has a sandwich called the Meat Mountain. The Meat Mountain, not to be confused with the porn film, but meat meat, Meat mountain was born when a marketing person photoshopped all the meats that they had taken pictures of in the sandwich he photoshopped them all together between two pieces of bread as a joke and they put it out by mistake and called it the meat mountain sandwich was born from that photo
0: a lot of uh, inventions were, uh, were invented By uh, mistake and I think we will explore some of those in future podcasts you know so it's interesting how some people's failures failures have turned into something really quite productive for society so that's a cool one if you like beef Uh, how about putting some maple syrup on it Canada is the largest producer it produces 71% of the world's maple syrup so the next time you're having real maple syrup not the Aunt Jemima stuff although that's delicious the real maple syrup 71% of the world's supply comes from Quebec maple syrup production requires specific climate conditions that are common in Quebec sap only flows when temperatures rise above freezing during the day and drop below at night so maple syrup is quite good up here in Canada so if you're visiting Canada anytime
1: soon you got to try our maple syrup oh my god I, I, I tell you the food was great in Canada we have, we have friends in, in um, the Niagara Falls region of Canada, and they have restaurants there, which we'll eventually talk about in one show. We have, fantastic, fantastic. Uh, Subway, we all know Subway. Mm-hmm. They were sued for their so-called foot-long sub. Their foot-long sub is really only 11 inches. I measured it myself, so to speak. <laughs> measure to the subway right yes yes well subway fought back by saying the term was only suggestive and they settled the suit can you imagine that so i apologized to my wife in advance and i told her the term footlong was only suggestive <laughs>
0: Oh, there's no segue for this one. Lollipops. (laughs) Lollipops. (laughs) Really, (laughs) I promise. There's no segue for that. The lollipop was first invented in New Haven, Connecticut in 1908 by George Smith, who enjoyed going to the races so much that he named his creation Lollipop. It was the name of his horse. Wow. So lollipops were because of George Smith's horse in 1908.
1: Cool. That is. The kitchen is now closed. Join us next time on the Totally Useless Information Podcast for more sweet and savory morsels of useless food information. See you real soon. Wow. That's it. It goes so damn fast. It goes nutty. Listen, folks. We want to thank you guys because you are the reason we're doing this show. We, we we started it off on a whim that we wanted to do it for ourselves, but it became us doing it now for people that are emailing us and sending us all kinds of information. It, it has really become great. And uh, please keep sending us those uh, mailbags because we are going to read them online and we will use your name. Trust me, we will find you. Yes, and that's all the time that we have for this edition totally useless information podcast so don't worry in one week's time we'll have more for you so in the meantime tell a friend about the trend because that's what it's all about passing this on sharing it sharing it on facebook telling your friends i'm nick and i'm roy thanks for listening